Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. Hey, a few years back, I heard this uh, an amazing stat, and I've mentioned it before, but I thought this is incredible. Um, it, it, when, when, when the, when the uh, internet, social media started to really uh, explode, there was more information disseminated in one year than all of history combined. In one year, more information disseminated than all of past history combined. That is incredible to me. Um, so it's obvious we live in a world filled with constant noise and chaos. And, and in other words, we are inundated with news, news, news. If you step back and think about it, we live with a barrage of information that feeds, think about it, our immediate, impulsive, fast-based daily routines and can potentially feed our fears of tomorrow. And so I believe, I see so many people attempting to find their own remedies for their own individual problems. But in the end, we see many people who are disillusioned, exhausted, and discouraged. So look around. I believe a quest for real hope right now is at an all-time high. Um, People are searching for answers. And the obvious truth is this. We have the cure. We have the fix. We have the answers to all the problems in the world. Do you know that? The answer is not found in politics, social programs, well-oiled committees, but it's only found in the power of the gospel, the resurrection power and message of Jesus Christ, the good news. Hey, everyone, it's good news. (laughs) Say it's good news. It really is. Today, I have good news. Jesus is here to rescue you from the power of darkness. He's here to set you free, to destroy the works of the enemy, to lift your heaviness and defeat your depression, to set your feet on a stable and solid ground and to deliver real hope and destiny to you personally. And my hope is by the end of this message series, We are that well-oiled, good news, believing and preaching machines. Come on. So here's our verse to set things up. I'm so excited about this message series because, again, I believe this is positioning us for what God is bringing us. Um, And and I'll, I'll explain that in a moment. It says, for I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. Did you hear that? It, what? The good news is the power of the Christian. Do you hear that? It is the good news that's the power of God at work. I'm not sure if you knew this, but the devil does not have the power. The world does not have the power. We who belong to Jesus have this power power. We are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. We trample on snakes and scorpions. We are more than conquerors because we have the power of God, the resurrection power of Jesus living in us. That's good news. I'm going to need some water today. Woo! See, without the good news, not much happens. (laughs) And we have the absolute privilege and honor to be God's messengers. 
to deliver the powerful truth and of word and in action. So here's what we're going to see. We are seeing a harvest approaching. People coming from the north, south, east, and west. People that you and I have been praying for. People close to us and people we love. And it is the good news, my friends, that is the power to save them and set them free. And God is calling us to bring it. Bring it. Say, bring it. So the good news we see is essential for reaching the lost, broken and hurting. Meaning, here's how I say it. If we don't give it, they can't live it. That's it. If we don't give it, they can't live it. I, I, think, I think us four and no more, that whole concept is done. <laughs> right? I'm just going to get in my church and hunker down and we're going we're gonna to grow in the Lord good, but we're never going to really go out and do much for, the, for, for, for people, right? I think it's over. It's done. I think now we are, we are at a point where we, obviously in this season, we've been squeezed and pressed in a good way, causing us to say, you know what, uh, it's time to get out and, and really see the gospel working powerfully um, in, in, the, in our sphere of influence. So if we don't give it, they can't live it. Here's the verse, Romans 10, 14 to 15. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. So get excited because in the next few weeks, we will not only be learning about the good news, but we will experience it and we will learn how to share it. We will not only be praying for the lost, but we'll take part in finding the lost and leading them to salvation. That's good news. I don't know why they don't call it great news. Seriously, right? It's great news. Today, I want to give you four talking points when it comes to sharing the good news. Because sometimes when talking about our faith, it, it seems difficult to know where to start. You ever, you ever been there? Like, I don't know where to start. I always say this. If you want to start somewhere, just start with your personal testimony. Tell someone what Jesus has done in your life. Because you own that. That's, nobody can take that away. Just start with your testimony. Start with how Jesus has changed you and is changing you. But I believe these are four aspects of, of the good news that everyone needs to hear. I encourage you to take notes today because, again, um, this is the way I'll say it. God is, God is uh, not just releasing his church. He's pushing his church out of the four walls, right, in a good way. Like, like you will be meeting in the, in, in the, in the short, in the near future to come. You, you'll, God will be setting up things for you. And so when you think about the good news, I want you to think about these four talking points, right? Just, and by the way, they're not in order. You can use anyone. There's one, there's obviously one that's very important, but I'll tell you, give you that first. But, but they're, they're not necessarily in order. You can use every one of these to be talking points in a conversation to, to share with, with uh, people about Jesus. So, so let me encourage you, regarding the good news, everyone needs the good news because simply everyone needs Jesus, Say, everyone needs Jesus. Everyone may not want Jesus, but everyone needs Jesus. Jesus. 
It doesn't matter if you have all the money in the world or or nothing at all. You need Jesus. He's the only one who can fill the God-shaped hole in your heart. See, there are a few things we can know about every single person walking on this earth today. It doesn't matter whether they are rich or poor, famous or unknown, young or old. Every person who is not yet a believer is empty, lonely, broken, and separated from God. And the truth is, they are all afraid to die. Even the worst of the convicted criminals on death row beg for their lives. Everyone who is not yet a believer is wandering in darkness. So Jesus said this in John 12, 46, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who trust in me will no longer walk in darkness. That's where I was and that's where you were. But eventually we came to our senses. Yes, we were tough nuts to crack, but we finally cracked for Jesus. See, everyone needs Jesus. Whenever I'm talking with someone, you can use this too, who claims they don't need Jesus, I say in my head as I'm talking to them and sometimes to them, I say, how's that working for you? (laughs) How's that working for you? Right? How's it working for you? And if they were truly honest, they would say, not so good because, because they are living apart from the one who has life and who can give life and wants to give it to them. Humans can put on a good front. So I say today, how's that working for you? And and I say to everyone listening today, how's that working for you? Not to judge you, but in love. How's that working for you? Because not having the tangible presence of God in your life, not experiencing the powerful, life-changing love of God, the overwhelming peace of the Father, you're missing something. How's it working for you? See, the condition of the heart, when we come into this world, is that we start thinking that we are immortal and immune to the realities and results of sin. I thought I, thought I was immortal when I was in my teens and 20s. I, I really thought, you, know, you never think about passing away. You just think, I, I can do anything. We think subconsciously that we are untouchable, but actually those who don't believe in Jesus are walking right into danger and they don't even realize it. So I heard this really cool story years ago when I was, when I was a brand new Christian and, and it was a story of the ants and I thought it makes sense. It, it, it gives you uh, the understanding of why Jesus, why Jesus came to this earth or how that works. And uh, so the story really quickly is this, the, just use your imagination. There's this man and he owns an ant farm. He loves the ants. He takes care of them. And he wants the best for them. And, and one day he thinks, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys explore a little bit. So he lets them out of the ant farm. I'm going to let you explore the world. And uh, so he lets them out of their little ant farm and, and they start walking and, and they start heading in the wrong direction. He sees up ahead, there's a cliff and a fire at the bottom of this cliff. And he says, oh no, what have I done? And so he says, I'll stop them. So he puts his hand down to stop them, but they crawl over the hand. He builds some barriers and fences around them, but they're so smart. They get over the fence or around the fence. They are heading in the direction of danger and destruction. He said, what can I do? So he prays a prayer. He says, God, make me an ant. It's the only way they're gonna com- I can communicate with them because I'm too big up here. I, they don't understand. It's just loud noise to them. So God grants him the request, and he becomes an ant, and he runs to the front of the line. He says, hey, 
It's me, the one who's been taking care of you, the one that loves you. I know it's weird, it maybe doesn't make sense, but it's me. Danger's up ahead. Please turn around now. And story ended well, they did. <laughs> See, God loves us so much that he would send his son, just like us, not to just talk with us and convince us to turn away from danger, but to literally defeat danger and death itself, death. He came to defeat death itself, giving his own life. John 3, 16 through 18, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son that, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There's no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing God's one and only son. That was my life, trapped, wandering, heading in the wrong direction, wondering how this life would turn out. So God began to send signs and wonders and people and situations to deliver the good news to get me to turn the other way. But I resisted and resisted until I could not resist anymore because everyone needs Jesus. Everyone. Everyone needs Jesus. Second talking point, and everyone needs forgiveness. Forgiveness is the very center of the cross. Forgiveness means to let go, to release to erase, to eliminate. See, when anyone believes in Jesus, they are immediately released from the prison of sin. They are immediately let go of the oppression and condemnation of the enemy. The power of sin and eternal death is eliminated and our sins have been erased for those who believe. That's a great talking point, right? It's a great talking point when talk with people that you love and say, no, 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 God can take care of that right now. He can give you a peace that passes understanding. He can let you know. He can make you even feel clean on the inside. But they might say, how am I guilty? How have I sinned? And I say, by simply showing up on this earth. You didn't commit the original sin, but you were born into it. Romans 3.23, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. See, everyone is wrong. It doesn't make the slightest difference whether we are big sinners or little sinners. We are all born into sin, separated from God. Here's how it worked, Romans 5, 12. By the way, what I'm teaching you is really, it's just Christianity 101. I want you to listen to this because I want you to take this with you. Don't just, don't just listen to this message and say, oh, that was good. No, really, really get this down deep in your heart because I promise you, when you have it, when you understand these four talking points, God then can bring you people to, to not only for you to give your testimony, but for you to bring them along and show them why they need Jesus and why they need forgiveness. Romans 5.12, when Adam sinned, remember the whole story of Adam and Eve, that's how it happened years, 4,000 years ago, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone. 
and every, for everyone's sin. There you go, right? Pretty simple. Whether you did it or whether you were born into it, you still need forgiveness from it because we're still separated from God. You, me, the nicest person who've ever lived, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, Mary, the mother of Jesus, were and are all wrong. Even Clint Eastwood. My favorites. See, only Jesus can make the wrong right. Here's the good news, Romans 5, 16 through 17. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God. We just finished the two-part series of righteousness with God. Isn't that great? Because of just believing in Jesus. Even though we're guilty of many sins, right? Verse 17, for the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. One man made it wrong and one man, yeah, that's good. Give him praise. And one man, Jesus, made it right. Not Buddha, not Muhammad, not Joseph Smith. I don't care. Nobody made it right except Jesus. Nobody gave their life like he did. And nobody ever will. Galatians 1, 4, Jesus gave his life for our sins, just as God our Father planned in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. He's the only vaccination to cure the ongoing pandemic of sin. He's the only vaccination to cure the ongoing pandemic of sin. And it's, it's a one-time vaccine that lasts forever. That's good news. See, without forgiveness, without Jesus, we don't make it. Everyone needs forgiveness. Everyone does. But the good news is much more than forgiveness, my friends. He wants to capture our real self and discover who we really are. Not the person full of sin or full of flaws and brokenness, but the person full of hope and purpose and destiny. The good, listen, the good, the good news is not just about a future heaven. The good news is about a present kingdom. Come on, do you guys get that? And this kingdom is all about freedom. Here's another talking point. Everyone needs forgiveness because everyone needs freedom. This is such a great talking point. And where we're at, especially where we're at right now. The good news is a message of freedom. Do you know that? See, so many people, they give their heart to Jesus and they trudge through this life. It's so hard and horrible and I'm never gonna make it. I'm thinking, no, you're missing it. You're missing it. Yes, life is tar hard, 
Life gets tough. Things happen. Things happen. Tough things happen. But listen, God never intended you to eat worms. He never intended you to get down and grovel in the dust. He did not intend that for us, right? Because there's a present kingdom here that even in the darkest time of your life, the resurrection power of Jesus can flow. And you're like, man, where'd that come from? How in the world can this be happening in this, in this valley? That's, that's, the, that's the good news. That wasn't good news. A bug just flew on here. Weird looking bug. Um, see, see, listen, in our Western culture, I don't know if you knew this, in our Western culture, we put a strong emphasis on getting to heaven. That's fine, right? But when Jesus put the emphasis on getting heaven to us and in us and around us on this earth, Right? I mean, yes, he talked about in my house are many mansions there. You're going to come and be with me. But if you were looking at it, his emphasis was, no, no, I don't want, I don't, I'm not looking just to get you to heaven. I'm looking to get heaven in you. That's, look at it. The kingdom of heaven is here right now. Jesus is the center of that kingdom. And freedom was his mission, is his mission. Galatians 5.1. It was for freedom, come on, that Christ has set us free. Do you hear that? Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. That was his primary goal. I like, I like this translation in the Passion Translation. It says, let me be clear, the anointed one has set us free. Not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. We must always cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. Did you hear that? Let me ask you this question. Are you, are you gonna settle for that addiction? Are you going to settle for that oppression? Get free and stubbornly refuse to settle for the things that keep you trapped in this life. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. It's good news. What a great talking point regarding the good news. Do you know someone right now who desperately needs freedom? I think we all should know someone. We should know someone right now, whether at our workplace, in our family. I can name five of them right now, right off the bat. We should be hobnobbing it with people who are broken and hurting and discouraged right now. They're all around, right? Colossians 1, 13 through 14. This is what you can tell him. Hey, I know you, I know you feel trapped. I know you're, you're, you're really struggling right now emotionally, mentally. Um, but here's a verse for you. Jesus has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom realm of his beloved son. For in the son, all our sins are canceled and we have the release of redemption through his very blood. I know there's a lot of church words in there, but you know what that's saying? You can be free. You don't have to live this way anymore. Jesus can set you free right now. Jesus wants to set you free right now. 
Everyone needs freedom. Listen, it was only after giving up to Christ, after surrendering to Jesus, that I've been discovering who I really am and the freedom that comes with it. After. Without it, it's, 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 tire, it's tiring without Jesus. I was created in the image of God but lost my way and lost my identity when I was born into this world until I finally came back home, just like the prodigal son. But here's the truth. Many choose never to come home. It's heartbreaking. But here's the good news. You can come home and discover your newfound freedom in Jesus because everyone needs freedom. I believe freedom, I've said it many times, is one of the greatest advertisements for Jesus. So, we are called to enter our mission field, my friends, right here in our homes, at work, at play, to find those who are trapped in the chains of sin, who are living in darkness, who are struggling emotionally, who are broken and in need of healing. God has called us to recognize them and lead them to freedom. The freedom that resides in you is the freedom the world so desperately needs. I hope, this is my, my, my concern, is that when we start talking about the good news, that it bores you. Oh my. <laughs> when the good news begins to bore the church, the world's in trouble. <laughs> That's it. The good news should get us excited. Matter of fact, matter of fact, they, they, in one version it says, it says the good, the great joy of the good news, right? Or glad tidings. It's like you see, oh, he said, man, this is, the, this is the goods right here. These are the goods. See, we are not like any other people group. We have God in us. We have a power in us that will change people forever. That's good news. Had a friend and his, his beautiful wife about three weeks ago lead someone for a simple prayer of salvation. He's on fire today for, go, for God. His whole life had been away from God and a simple prayer, some talking points of why he needed Jesus. Yes, he was in a pickle. He was having a tough time, but the simple talking points, the simple prayer, an honest prayer from the heart, and this dude is on his way in the right direction. Friends, there's a harvest ready right now. Did you know that? A harvest ready. It's, it's, it, it's, when, when that scripture was, was um, given that the harvest is ready, the labors are few, it's really a picture of people just, just like walking and brushing up against a, a, a thing of wheat and it just kind of, like it's so fragile, so ready. I saw this years ago for the first time and I've mentioned the story before. I thought it was a great story. But Emily and I, when we first uh, met before, before we were married, we take walks all over um, kind of, it, was, it wasn't East Grand Rapids, but it was kind of, it was like uh, the, the, the hood of East Grand Rapids. Like, I mean, it was just, it was, it was, that's where I grew up, so I, I was comfortable with that. She wasn't. 
she grew up, you know, in, in, in the nicer, finer part of town. <laughs> but um, anyways, we would take walks because we, we lived in an area where, you know, there's a lot of broken, hurting people. There was a lot of, there, 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 was, there was, you know, a lot of uh, addiction also happening in this area. So we just walk. And I remember one day, we kind of gotten off the beaten path and I, I wasn't really sure where I was at. And, uh, and I, I was like, man, we might want to take a little right here coming up here because we're heading in this. And all of a sudden I'm walking up on this house and, and we're together. I walk up on this house and I see this party happening. You know, and they got their, their 40 ounces and the, and the music just blaring. And they're having a great old time. And here we are. And we, when we walk, we prayed. We just, you know, we, we prayed together and we talked and prayed. And, and as we're walking up, I thought, I thought I'm going to protect Emily. So we're, I said, Emily, just walk right by. Don't give my contact. <laughs> just walk right by. <laughs> it's a little, little, you know, it was a little, I'm just going to protect you. You know, so we walk by, get about 50 yards, and the Holy Spirit says, turn back. Turn back, Dan. Tell them about Jesus. I said, no, you don't, devil. I said, that's the devil right there. I said, Emily. I said, so we walked another 50 yards, and, 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 and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just grabs me even stronger. He said, turn back. I said, Emily, mm, I think God's telling me to turn back. And talk to those people. I thought she'd be so sure. She goes, let's go. Of course, no, let's go. You know, she's like, let's go. I'm like, oh, man, why'd you say that? You're supposed to say, no, no, that wasn't God. Truth is, so I said, you know what? We turn back. We walk all the way back. I stand in front of this house. And they're just, they're, they're just, and literally, I don't, I, like, I don't know what to do. I'm a newer Christian. I don't know what to say. All I have is my testimony. I don't only have maybe a couple scriptures memorized, but all I have is, and I stand there, and literally we're standing in the yard. The, the music's so loud. We're just standing there. I'm like, ah, oh, what do we do? Uh, we're standing there, and all of a sudden, they turn the music down, and the guy comes on the, on the porch, and he says, um, and I said, hey, how's it going? Uh, my name's Dan. This is uh, Emily. And, um, and uh, I said, hey, uh, we're praying as we're walking. And I just wanted to ask you if there's anything you need. And this dude literally jumped off the porch. He goes, man, I need a car. I need a car. I said, he goes, my, my car broke down. I need to give, I said, that's easy. Come here a minute. So we prayed for him. We said, Lord, what's your name? I, I can't remember his name, but just say Chris. I said, I said Chris, um, we pray for Chris to get a um, to get a, uh, a car. He needs a car really, really bad. God, would you do that? Would you bless him? And um, that's it. I said, but I said, Here, here's my number. Call me, you know, and, um, and, and just, just so we can keep in contact. So I give my number, and a week goes by. My phone rings. It's Chris. He goes, are you that guy that was staying in front of my house <laughs> looking weird? I said, yeah, that was me. He goes, I got a car. He goes, I got a car. Oh, the other thing you need was a job. He goes, I got a car. My cousin had a car, and he, and he gave it to me for free. I said, I want to tell you that. And he, said, and he said, and I got a job. I said, oh, my goodness, that's awesome. Isn't that great? I said, hey, hey, uh, man, church is this Sunday. Would you, you want to come to church? He goes, well, I'm out of my car yet. <laughs> I said, well, I'll come pick you up. He goes, ah. I said, I'll buy you lunch. I'm in, he said. <laughs> I said. So, so what happened was I, I picked him up, and I, I promised him, I said, man, order whatever you want at Arnie's afterwards. Picked him up, brought him to church, gave his heart to Jesus. Oh, my, he was the only dude that went down. It was, it was amazing. 
He gave his heart to the Lord and uh, took him out to Arnie's and he ordered one of the most expensive things on the, on the uh, <laughs> menu. I remember that. I didn't get to eat, but he did. But my point is, is do, do you guys, the harvest is ready and it, I could have talked myself out of that. Thank God for Emily. She's such a firecracker. You know, she wouldn't let me go. She's like, no, let's do it. And I'm like, I'm trying to protect you. <laughs> I'm really trying to protect myself. <laughs> I'm such a wimp. Um, true story though, man. But man, he needed freedom. Gave his heart to the Lord. He was so happy. He changed just like that. It was amazing. We are not like other people. We have a power in us. That's what the good news. Because listen, free people, free people. Free people, free people. We should pursue freedom. We should strive to stand firm in freedom. Taking inventory of our lives, our hearts, be brutally honest with ourselves and examining our heart like David did. Because freedom is no respecter of persons. Whoever wants it will get it. Do you hear that? Whoever wants freedom will get it. That's it. God won't turn anybody away. Never. Here's a glimpse of it. Luke 4, 18 to 19, we're finishing up. The spirit of the Lord is upon me for he's anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. It's right now. Everyone needs freedom. And lastly, because everyone needs the good news, because everyone needs God's favor. Here's another talking point that you can give. As a matter of fact, um, growing up without much, growing up, you know, uh, kind of scrapping or scratching and clawing and scraping for, for what I could get. Um, one of the things that, that I needed to know was that God was going to take care of me. Now, I'm not, I wasn't asking to be rich, but I said, Lord, I need to know that you're going to take care of me. There's, for me, the talking point was his favor, his provision. I just needed to know. One of the questions I asked myself is, why wouldn't everyone want this? Why wouldn't everyone want this? Why wouldn't everyone want to experience the goodness of God and the favor of the King? And I've noticed God has a path for everyone who believes the good news, follows you. And the path always leads, please, it always leads God's favor, always. And I, 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 I say that with so much confidence. Now, favor can be defined in many different ways, but I'm telling you, even, even in your darkest time, you can say, I got the favor of God in my life. I got God in me. But I think people, sometimes people are attempting to create their own favor. They walk their own path, yet it always leads to the same place, emptiness. That same God-shaped hole is still there, even at the end of a great accomplishment. God's favor is different. God wants to leave you to his favor. Favor defined as when God says, I want to give you favor, he says, I want to regard you with kindness. I want to support you. I, I, I want success for you, it says. I want to treat you with tenderness. I want to show partiality and unfair bias towards you. Oh man, I love that. He wants to set you apart in this world. So people say, man, what is your deal? How come you are happy and peaceful even in the midst of this season? 
How come, why is this happening to you? Great talking point. Oh, let me tell you why. His favor, the evidence of his goodwill, a token of his love, that's what it means. Psalm 5, 12, surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. Psalm 35, 30, verse 5, for his anger lasts only, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may let, weeping comes. We go through difficult times, but listen, joy comes in the morning. Everyone needs his favor. And he wants to give you his favor now. That is such good news. When you're talking with someone, try not to let them leave. God wants, Jesus wants you now. You need forgiveness now. You need forgiveness right now, right now. Don't, don't leave without being released from the, from the power of sin in your life. freedom, you need his favor. What do I do? Great question. Acts 3.19. Lead him here. Easy one. Well, you must repent and turn back to God so that your sins will be removed and so that times of refreshing will stream from the presence of the Lord. That's it? Yep. I don't have to bring offerings and sacrifices and I don't have to slay a animal and no, 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 no. Just repent. Means, means, it means this. Now that I've talked about these four, one of these talking points, or all four of them, aren't you thinking different now? Repent means think differently. Are, are, are you thinking a little differently now? Okay, that, that's the first step. Now let's turn to God. Let's, let's receive Jesus into your heart so that your sins will be removed and times of refreshing will stream from the presence of the Lord. It's that simple. I love this to do this. This is my prop today. It's just a pen. But this is what you can do. Before I knew Jesus, my default mode, I was, always head, I was heading towards that cliff with that fire. I was heading the wrong direction. Before I knew Jesus, I'm heading this way. Say, that's the wrong direction. This is the wrong direction. And so what happened was I tried to do good and I said, I'm going to do good. I'm going I'm to stop this and stop that. I'm like, ah, I'm trying so hard to go in the right direction. But because I don't know Jesus, my default mode switches here. It's so easy to switch that direction. Oh, ah, oh, ah, trying to do good, trying to stop this, trying to stop that. And God's like, that, you can't do that. You got to change your default mode, Dan. When you receive Jesus, your default mode changes. And now, woo! This is easy. And if I mess up, bam. If I mess up, oh, I'm killed. look at this. You see how that changes? When I gave my heart to Jesus, my wants changed. My wants changed. I wanted the world before I knew Jesus. But when I got Jesus, I wanted Jesus. And even if I slipped up, and even if I fell, I got back up because the default, it just flipped this way. And it always flips that way now, always. And by the way, when I gave my heart to Jesus, I was in the prime of my party scene <laughs> days, the, my prime. But when I surrendered to Jesus, I didn't want that anymore. 
My want changed. And therefore, my wandering changed. My depression changed. I became alive for the first time in my life. See, rarely is it ignorance that keeps people separated from God. It's simply unwillingness. People just say no or not now. Let me end right here with a guy named Felix. I gotta show you this. I think about this guy a lot when I think about unwillingness to receive the good news. Felix was a high-ranking official, a governor during Paul's ministry. So Paul is being accused once again by the religious elite, the Pharisees, Sadducees, wouldn't seize and couldn't seize. He was just promoting the good news, telling that Jesus is the savior of the world. They were trying to stop the good news and even kill him. And we think we have it bad. That dude was bitten by a snake, shipwrecked, stoned, persecuted, ran for his lives, and we think we have it bad. Um, I love Paul because he never backed down or stopped sharing the good news, even during some intense pressure. So Felix, the governor, hears the religious elite side of the story and Paul's side of the story. And look what happens. Check this out. Acts 24, 24, 25. A few days later, Felix came back with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, sending for Paul. They listened to Paul as he told them about the faith in Christ Jesus, as he reasoned with them about righteousness and self-control and the coming day of judgment. Felix became frightened, but he said, go away for now. When it is more convenient, I'll call for you. Not now, he said, but the sad part is this. We don't hear much about Felix anymore after that. We don't know if he gave his heart to Jesus after hearing the good news. Because it's a go away for now when it's more convenient for me. One writer says, we spend a lifetime running from, from ourselves. We become experts in dodging, avoiding, hiding, pretending, covering, running, protecting, eluding, escaping, averting, evading the real us. The great escape from ourselves is the way most of us have chosen to live our lives, Christian or not, because it's the way of less pain. 2 Corinthians 6.2 for he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. In the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Now, now, now. But see, I'm teaching you, right? You're learning how when you meet that person in the days to come, how? You can say, not, not later, because guess what? No one is promised tomorrow. No one is promised tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation right now. So don't be like Felix. I encourage you today, if you've never given your heart to Jesus, to unashamedly, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God and salvation for all who believe. Just open up your heart. I don't care. It doesn't matter how young you are, how old you are. God has a plan and a purpose and a destiny. Right now it starts. Would you bow your heads for a moment online? I want to want to pray a simple prayer with you. Would you would you put your hand over your heart? Would you put your hand over your heart and just and just pray this simple prayer? Say, say, dear Jesus, I believe that you are the savior of the world. I believe that you lived 2,000 years ago. 
and you came to this earth and you died for me so that I could live. And you took all of my sins on yourself and defeated death. And on the third day, you were resurrected forever. Jesus, I declare that you are my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Yeah. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.